Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Gul Khan. She's an international speaker. She's a, a podcaster, a barrister, attorney of law um, in New York, a solicitor, intuitive life coach, um, EFT expert, energy healer, money mindset expert, and a mother. So I'm so grateful to have you on the show. Gul is so exciting to learn about all that you do because a first question would be is that with all these these things that you do right like how do you manage it i know your mindset is on fire but how do you how do you go about managing all those roles oh well first of all thank you for the wonderful introduction and thank you for having me here i'm excited to be here Uh, i think my Primary roles at the moment is I'm not work, I'm not practicing as a lawyer at the moment, so that's one thing. I okay. am qualified in three jurisdictions, but I'm not working at present in any. I am looking to go back in the field, but more as a business owner. I am not necessarily as a, to practice law. I'm a I'm an entrepreneur now, so I'm more I'm likely to own a law firm rather than work in one. Nice. I you couldn't catch me behind a, behind a, a law desk if you paid me a million bucks. I wouldn't be able to do yes. that. Um, but I I'm so I'm I'm an entrepreneur and I have multiple businesses but I always say I'm a full-time mom and a part-time business owner because my life revolves around my two kids and my two cats by the way so <laughs> I, I uh, they take up I think most of my brain capacity and most of my time everything I do has to fit around their time too because they, I mean they're, they're not that young no I've got this 15 year old and 11 year old but they do occupy a lot of my mind space and my, and the reason why I say this and why this is so important, everything I've achieved financially in my business up until now of the last six years um, since my uh, my divorce has been for my kids. My motivation was my kids, and up until recently, that's all it was. Make sure the food was there because we we used to a certain lifestyle. They were in private schools; we had to pull them out because of various things. Oh. So my my goal was to put them back in private school. Make sure that you know that I not only do I have fees for the school, but also for the college, uh, for university fees as well. And if they do do masters for that too, and also for make sure they have the first. You know, I don't want them to be debt to be able to buy the first house. So everything I thought about had nothing to do with what I wanted. It was what to, I could create for my children, my two kids, that's it. And obviously the two cats now as well, which are not very <laughs> financially demanding, actually, but yeah. <laughs> there's still a few in there. And so yeah. I say I've created a life mine and alhamdulillah, it's a very, very blessed one. It's uh, it's something that I is way beyond what I started off to, you know, my children, actually, I've created it now. But what my initial uh, ambitions was, it's far exceeded that but the motivation has been my two kids so i'm still a primarily a mom first and then a business owner and i'm a very good business owner but i do manage my time and i've created the businesses which allows me to work around my kids for example i work from home i work online mostly so i'm able to work different time zones i have clients in australia in america in canada and uh, middle east but that means i'm able to work according to what my kids need does that make sense so this is how i manage And so I think you can do anything as long as you you have your priorities right. And for example, we just had Ramadan and um, my priority was obviously, you know, fasting because I I was fasting and the last 10 days are very precious for us. So I took a backseat role again. So I was able to pray at night and do all my bath and do everything else the way I wanted to. And so um, 
I was able to, I was able to, I'm able to create this life because I know my priorities. If you know what you want and you know you have a good enough why, you find a way. That's my motto. There's always a way, but you have to know what you want and you need to have a solid why. If you don't have a solid why, you will crumble and, under the obstacles. And obviously, you, you know, as entrepreneurs, we know For we're sure. going to work across various obstacles you will crumble under them if your why is not big enough and up until mm-hmm. now my why has been my kids and I, it's got me where i am yeah it's a beautiful why um it's the most powerful emotion um love right and especially that kind of love and uh, to bring that into play into your business you kind of formulate it with automation i'm 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 assured that you're using automation delegations right team and once you have that mindset, it just feels like, um, I don't like to use this word, but it just feel, you know, it doesn't feel like magic, but it just, it, you feel that everything falls into a puzzle very nicely when you're set at something, you have a powerful why, you take steps, you take actions, you get those inspired actions, and you find ways and you delegate and you set up a system that allows you to kind of create that growth that you have seen and you're, you're a multimillionaire, you're doing great. And the coaching business that you have is phenomenal. Um, you know, to manage all those clients, right. To manage that business. It's um, it definitely, definitely, there's a, a huge need for mindset trading in this. It, well, that's what I specialize in. <laughs> so yeah, I work with mindset exactly. anyway. And I think I, from my own experience and working with so many, over, over 2,000 coaches, CEOs, and consultants now, I was, we calculated them recently for marketing purposes. I went ahead and I thought, oh my goodness, <laughs> I've worked with over 2,000 people so far, Amazing. either in one-to-one or in group capacity. And what I found is that you have to have, you know, the strategy, most people have the right strategies. Honestly, if you can, if one person can make it work, everybody can make it work. The difference between somebody, you know, succeeding with Facebook ads or somebody succeeding with the YouTube ads or somebody succeeding with an events company or somebody succeeding with the law firm, the difference between successful companies and those who are not is usually the CEO's or the owner's mindset. Mindset is anywhere from 80 to 95% and strategy is 20 to, you know, usually about 5%. Yes. I, mm-hmm. I would be, I, I'll, I'll caution and err and say 5% tends to be this, uh, from my experience, 5% is strategy, 95% yes. is mindset because we get in our own way. And one of the things that I've been talking about recently, and I, I, I'll give my own example because I always share my own examples. I'm, I always say I'm a work in progress. I work on myself more than I work on anybody else. And the reason why the law firm came into a picture for me again was I hate the idea of being in a law firm. I just hate it. And even though I was very good at it, and I did it for so long. And um, this is where it came in. Okay, so why do I hate it? I don't hate the business structure. It's a business. Why do I? I don't want to be in it. Okay, so what if I didn't have to work in it? Oh, okay, then it would be fun to run like another business. I know, I know the ins and outs. I know what to do with it. Uh, I can hire people to do the actual work. <clears throat> okay, so what if you could do that? What if you could create another additional income stream by having this? Okay. All right. So, you know, and it, it's just a number of questions. What if you couldn't fail? So what if you couldn't fail? What's this? What if you couldn't fail? What would, it, what would you need? What if you couldn't fail? What would be the next step? And by doing, asking that question, what, what is it that you don't like? Okay. So how can we fix that? And what if you couldn't fail? What would happen? By asking myself these serious questions, it led me to the conclusion, well, I can easily run a very successful law firm and take the average law firm, which is currently running at 10 to 15% profit margin to 20 to 30% profit margin, literally double the profit margin. 
because of my business um, acumen now that I've accumulated over a number of failed businesses, by the way, like I have to add, right? Yes. Um, but I can do that. And that's where I came from. But that, that's a mindset thing, right? Mm-hmm. I was in my own way. I was thinking, yes. now I can do this. I am okay with here. I'm okay in the digital space. I don't want to go into brick and mortar business anymore. Uh, even that idea that why does a law firm need to be a brick and mortar business? It can be an online space as well. It's again, a mindset thing, right? Yeah. And so a lot of the things uh, I, I questioned myself were my own limitations, my own mindset. Okay, if this can't work or this couldn't work. And I questioned yeah. myself mm. and I came up with a different answer, which gave me a different conclusion, which gives me a different result, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely the, so true. And, you know, Eid Mubarak, by the way, uh, sorry, okay. I know you were talking about that. It was, uh, um, I had a rough month in April. I was just... Uh, I don't know if I caught COVID, but I'm pretty sure I did. But it was uh, in and out. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, so I'm all I'm brand new now, back to back in action. Um, uh, but I wanted to mention about gratitude. So, you know, this mindset thing is so huge. And when you actually approach someone and and you point it out and you mention that where the issues are. A lot of people kind of push back because, you know, everyone feels like they're on the right, right track when it comes to mindset. So my mindset is good. I, of course, you know, my parents did a great job and everything. And then when you start pointing out at, by asking questions, right, and they are start an- thinking about those questions, they realize it is mindset, right? So when they get into mindset, what is your in the training, what is your point of view on gratitude and how important it is to be habitually grateful ongoing when operating a business? Oh, what a great question. Oh, I love this question. Uh, so from my perspective, it, gratitude goes in hand in hand with forgiveness. Let me, let me point that out. Yes. And the very first module that I, uh, I take my clients through, my high and my master, Millie and my master mastermind, the very first module is called forgiveness. It's called forgiveness is a path to prosperity. And I truly, truly believe it. And by the way, anything I teach, I've embodied. I, there's nothing that I yeah. would do or somebody else would do that I haven't done myself. And I, and I, and I share, and I share my personal stories with this with my ex, because I was caught him red handed. And, you know, in our, in our Muslim culture, men are able to have um, multiple wives. So my, my ex said to me, literally to my face, I don't want to leave you too. He wanted to keep me too. But <laughs> anyway, another story for another time. Um, so I, the, the trauma that the man put me through was horrendous. And I've shared in my book as well, Laws of Money, the, 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 because he's a narcissist and what trauma he put me through. I can now talk about it and I talk about it with a, with, with a, with a tongue in cheek and I laugh about it. I literally, the way I caught him is more like, you know, something out of Hollywood or Bollywood movie. Oh, and really? I mean, it literally was, it was literally, literally oh seen out of Hollywood movie. It's hilarious now. Um, but at the time it wasn't. And I cried continuously because I'm, you know, from, uh, you know, have a very strong relationship with divine energy. I remember at the hundred, every single night I was crying and I was crying, crying, crying. And I went through this awful trauma. Now, the, the reason why I share this is I went through this awful trauma with this individual. And then I assessed my life and all the other, the abuse that I suffered over the, over the course of our marriage and everything that I went through, including um, the final, the final straw was the financial card because he, he basically said to me, if I didn't accept his girl, I, I would get no money. So I literally had no money. The kids were called out of private school. I had no money. All I had was 137 pounds and 14 pence, which is about 150 USD dollars coming to me every four weeks. So put me, being put in that situation where all I had, I didn't have money for my 
food for my kids, his kids. I didn't have the money yet for the food. So I'm not anything else. And any of my other properties, because we're going through a divorce, I wasn't able to touch. So I wasn't able to touch any of my property. I wasn't able to touch anything I had. And the, 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 the government wouldn't give me support either because on paper, I'm rich because of my property. And so I was stuck between a rock and a hard place. Now, even though I'm sharing this, not to say, you know, what I went through, but to explain the trauma this man put me through, even the end of it. Yet I very quickly, very rapidly, within the space of three to four months, was able to forgive him completely, but forgive him from the bottom of my heart to the level where I was wishing him and his girlfriend, wherever it was, you know, well, and I was sending love and blessings. And my father even asked me, uh, you know, may he rest in peace now, he's passed away as well. My father asked, how are you able to forgive him so quickly? And I remember telling him, Dad, if I don't forgive him, I can't move on and I can't become, I can't go and do what I need to do. Because I understood the idea. If I stay in that victim mode, if I stay in that awful um, state, and then that means that I'm in low vibration, I cannot attract the opportunities and abundance to myself that I needed to. And so the transformation that happened in my life was quite rapid, but it explains why. Because the first thing I did was forgive him, forgive him and forgive myself for allowing myself to get in there, forgive divine energy for putting me in that situation. Because I was like the pious, really good wife. How the hell could this happen to me, etc. I got rid of all of that, forgave everyone. Then the next step was gratitude. We can't get into a grateful state until we forgive ourselves and divine energy and everyone those around us. So the first step is to forgive everyone and everyone, including ourselves, for whatever's happened. Second step is understanding everything's happening for you, not to you. And this is something that I think comes for me was very easy to understand because I was I grew up with it from my mom. From me one young age, I knew everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does, does it for you. You know, there's a plan, there's a greater plan, and God never does anything, or you call it universal energy. The universe never does anything to you that's harmful to you. It's for your growth, for your development, for your betterment. It's always for you, not against you, which means all the pain that I went through, everything that, that went came that came through me was done because of Allah's permission, was done with divine energy's permission, which means if Allah's always with me and if I'm a good person, no good, bad things can happen to me. It means it's for my betterment, it's developing my character, it's shaping me who I am, and it's putting me through a series of um, you know, trials and tribulations to build that character, to be the person who I am right now, to be able to run those multi-million multi uh, pound businesses. I wouldn't be able to run those if I didn't have the mental capacity or the character to be able to handle the kind of stress that I handle nowadays. That situation developed me. So the first step is always forgiveness. Forgive everyone and everyone that's done anything ever to you. Everyone, every single person in your life has been your teacher. Good, bad, or ugly, doesn't matter who they are. They can give you happy memories, sad memories, but they're your teachers. You learn something from everyone. And secondly, you need to forgive yourself. We are so, we are, we're easy to forgive other people. We have hard time forgiving ourselves. Why didn't I see the signs? Why did I make the business mistake? Why did I do these silly things? Why did I marry this guy? Why did I marry this woman? Why did I have this business partner? Et cetera, et cetera. We are our own biggest critics. We can't forgive ourselves. The third step is if we believe in God, how could God do this to me? You know, if I'm a stupid person, if I'm honest, how could God let this happen to me? God loves me, but this God can, how could God love me if God, if God, if God could let this happen to me? I could have said that. Like, if I'm such a pious woman and whatever else, and I've been X, Y, and Z, how could God let this man treat me this way? Because I didn't know I was being abused until I came out of the situation. How could Allah allow this person to treat me in such a horrible way for so long and me be blind to it? Um, how could Allah do it? Now, I, that you know, once I forgave for it, when I forgave as a divine subject for it, I understood no, God was building me. God, you know, sometimes God wants to break you, you know, break you out completely, 
before you be, you know, the rise of the phoenix. You have to completely disassemble every aspect of yourself to re-emerge as a stronger, newer, you know, more bolder version of yourself. I think that's what happened to me in this over the last six years. And can you see the gratitude I have for, for divine energy? I cannot be angry, upset with myself or, or divine energy because everything that happened made me who I am. And, and because of who yes. I am, I'm able to have the kind of life and create and make the kind of impact in the world the, the way I'm able to do it. Without this experience, I wouldn't be able to do it. Can you see that both forgiveness and gratitude go hand in hand? They're, they're the two sides of the same coin. And without it, I think gratitude is empty. Without forgiveness, gratitude becomes empty words. You, you say it, you don't feel it. When you truly mm-hmm. internalize this idea, nothing's happening to me, everything's happening for me, you feel grateful for even the trials and tribulations and the really down awful times. And I'm, I mean, let's be honest, Neshahid, we're going to have plenty of those. We all do. Every single person has those. So when you start accepting this, then in your down moments, in your low moments, you will rely on faith and lean into faith rather than go into fear and victim mode. Does that make sense? Oh, 100%. It's the resistance that causes the, the uh, lower frequency, right? So exactly. it's when we res- resist, that resistance is our enemy when we kind of accept things for what they are. Um, and it's such a beautiful design. And we're here, we're here for a purpose, you know, and we find it by calming ourselves, right? And being grateful for whatever we do have. Like you mentioned, that's such a, a great way to teach someone because you're telling them subconsciously, you're making them realize through a process, I'm sure, right? So you're making them realize that everything that's happening is happening for me, not to me. Everything that's happening is happening for me, not to me, right? So if that becomes a paradigm, if that becomes a belief system within, if that's something that they live by, then they would be automatically grateful, meaning habitually grateful in any kind of situation. Is that the experience that you get from your clients? I do. I, I think this is why module one Good. is the hardest. And yeah. uh, so, module, module, so the first three months of module one is forgiveness. And module two is early my paradigm mom story. And, and module three is early my early paradigm dad sorry. story. Can you repeat early, number two early, again? So module two is earliest, earliest money paradigm mom story. And oh, module three is earliest money paradigm dad story. These three okay. modules together combined, I think, shift do about 60 to 70% of the mindset shift that comes to my clients. Because these are such core wounds that people yes. have. First of all, Basically. we are so angry with everyone, everyone, from a, mm. from a kindergarten teacher to our... Yeah grandma to our dad to our siblings to cousins to goodness who else and i i i'm so pedantic when it comes to this i make them make a list of every single person that comes to them you know comes to yeah. mind and list out all the things they're angry at. and it becomes a bit tedious but it's important because mm-hmm. sometimes you know things that you haven't thought about um, for example when you're a 10 year old and your older brother pushed you or you know humiliated you in front of your friends that can leave a mm-hmm. trauma and then you have yeah. to forgive that bro- your brother for doing that so that mm-hmm. you're able to clear the energy between your two and you're able to move ahead. If you don't, that little niggly thoughts in the back of your annoyed and you, your, your brother would trigger you and you won't even realize why your brother is triggering you, right? So we mm-hmm. need to stop those, those, those niggly triggers. So I'm, I'm, I'm very, very clear about it. We, this, it's, module one is very, it's a big module. We go and clear everything we can. Sometimes things are in the subconscious mind and they're under different layers because we were multidimensional beings. So we, 
do the one layer and then I ask them to, you know, go through the entire, um, it used to be 10 now, 12 modules, go through the entire syllabus and then come back and do a second round. What happens with the second round is you've, you've done the first time around, you've done the first layer. By going through the entire syllabus and then you only come back and do module one again, you realize a new things have come out or a new memory has come to the surface or a new person has come to light or something that you didn't pay much attention to is now come to it. And what I find is abuse, physical, sexual, verbal or mental abuse is usually, you know, trapped in our subconscious mind. Very few people are even aware of the uh, of the mental abuse and a lot of people actually forget the sexual abuse. And when you do a second layer, that's when these memories can, uh, come to surface. Even if the full-blown experience isn't there because our mind was too young to comprehend what was going on, the memories and the names and the feelings begin to come to the surface and we're able to clear those. And those are major, major traumas. Now, you wouldn't think that abuse at, at a younger age would impact your money. And I can tell you that's the number one cause for people who are able to make money but cannot keep money. Making money is not that difficult, to be honest, but keeping it is. And most people don't have difficulty making money. They have difficulty keeping and growing money. And the number one cause that I find is tends to be abuse. And it, it's usually in between the ages of zero to seven, sometimes during our teens. But this all comes to light when you start doing this forgiveness work because, no, now here's the tough part. If you've been physically or sexually, verbally, or especially sexually abused, I'm going to make you forgive that perpetrator. And that's a tough one. But mm -hmm. now, reason why I ask you to forgive, because you need to forgive to be able to disconnect from that, mm -hmm. from that experience. Mandatory. Yeah. And you're able to forgive. Now, here's the thing. If you are a religious being, doesn't matter if you're Christian, Jew or Muslim. If you're a, if you are a religious being, then you believe, well, how can God allow a six year old to be sexually abused by, you know, by this woman or that man? Right. This is where you have to understand that there must be a higher plan. There must be a reason. You have to forgive divine energy as well as yourself, your six year version of yourself. Because remember, you have shame attached to this as well. Forgive yourself to get rid of the shame and you forgive the perpetrator. Now, you don't forgive the perpetrators. You're not condoning their actions. You're forgiving the highest. I'll go into detail how to do this. But when you hear about it, most people think, find it shocking. Like, how can you? But you can't move on unless you do. And then it's a step further from there because then you have to come into the gratitude of not the act, but you just have to be grateful for divine energy because everything that happened to you has made you, shaped you who you are. So even that heinous act is part of the divine plan and therefore you still have to be grateful for divine energy. Do you see, can you see the extent of gratitude in my practice and the way we come to it, not superficially, not lip service, but generally to the point where you feel like, I know that was hard. I know that's traumatic, but I know God has a better plan for me and I love God for it. Can you see that? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a deep, deep uh, work, right? And, and all of this mindset is a lot of deep, deep work. And for me, uh, the reason why I asked about gratitude is probably the number one thing uh, in my world and, and whoever I work with, like the gratitude is such a powerful sense or feeling that you have that you do experience really, really amazing results when you remain grateful for whatever your experience, whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're doing. And the nice thing is that over time, um, the good starts appearing more often. Yeah, well, obviously, I mean, that's the law of vibration. Is it? People, yeah. people understand, well, people know about the law of attraction, 
But in essence, law of attraction is the name. The underlying law underneath it is law of vibration. So if you are grateful, you're in the vibration of gratitude, yes. which is much higher uh, vibration than sad, you know, apathy, yeah. anger, and so forth. It's mm. you know, it's it's uh, it's even above um, love, right? So gratitude mm. uh, vibration yes. is even above love. So when you're in that state of gratitude, you have nothing but love for everything and everyone around you. And if you're if you're vibrating from that from that from that frequency, you cannot help but attract more things to be grateful for. Now keep yeah. this in mind. This isn't a new concept. This is no. exact same thing has been said in the Bible, in the Old Testament, yeah. in the New yeah. Testament. And in, in the Quran, the time and time and time again in the Quran, yeah. that you know, uh, you know, God comes to you how you know, God is to you how you are, and if you are grateful, God gives you more things to be grateful. Be you know, God's with people who have sabr, which is patience, and who are mm. grateful. So the more mm. grateful you are, uh, you can't be grateful without having sabr. Basically, you have to have patience yes. in, order, in yeah. order to be grateful. But if you are, God rewards you, and it's it's mm. it's said multiple times in all of these religious mm. texts. That you know, this idea is a novelty. It's not a new idea from the law of attraction, uh, the new age thinking. It's just being presented in a new yeah. way that people are becoming just more familiar way. with. It. Making it a lifestyle thing, right? Yeah. So, and and even in in the Quran, like when I, the the main point that I I think about and I know is that it says, "Be grateful, and I will increase you." Right. Exactly. So, I will, yeah. That is, exactly. yeah. <laughs> And that's exactly the definition of the law of vibration, um, yeah. which is the law of attraction. Yeah. If you are grateful, we'll have more reasons to be grateful for. Simple. Yeah. But people mm-hmm. forget it. And I tell you, even the religious people in, um, you know, in, be it any, by the way, I'm not picking any particular religion. I can, I can, I can say more about mine because I am practicing. But I, it doesn't matter which religion, uh, religious um, you know, segment you pick. Unfortunately, people are, are quick to use, you know, God's going to punish you. God's going to do this for mm. you. And life is a test and all of that, all of those, those the malarkey. Whereas mm. if you start thinking in that way, if you have a mindset, life is a test, guess what you're expecting? You're always expecting things to go wrong. You're always mm-hmm. expecting things to be, you know, not going your favor. And, and, and for this, for this malicious, awful God looking at you, you're not good enough. I'm <laughs> gonna test. That's awful, right? Yeah, it's awful. That, yeah. Instead of thinking, okay. In our life, we're going to have trials and turbulations. Expect those. Not that life is a test. Life has some elements of trials and turbulations. One, to make up for a betterment. Two, if you're religious, to say, okay, you, for, for you to deserve, um, you know, to show your, your faith to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or divine energy and to deserve heaven, whichever your religious belief. I'm just generally. But the idea of this trial and turbulations is not for you just for you to have, have um, you know, heaven in the end. It's to develop you as a person here. Pick any person up who has achieved anything and Elon mm-hmm. Musk comes to mind. You know, he, I, I love him because he's so quirky. He's, he's my kind yes. of person. Yeah, um, me too. But if you have a look at his life, it wasn't easy. You know, he, he's worked his way up, you know, from doing um, minimum day wage and whatever, coming to America, yeah. Canada by himself, and then going off to America and building and building and building and building. And every time risking, he's, he's a risk taker. He takes risks. You know, his, his yeah. companies were almost bankrupt before they became billion, billion dollar companies. So they were almost mm. on the verge of bankruptcy, right? Bankruptcy. So it's, it's that element that yeah. people don't realize every single person who's successful has a story to tell which or number of stories to tell which has loads of failures attached to it yes people see oh, yeah. me with business Same i have here. had yeah number of failed businesses i can that's how that's the reason why i have, I have gained the experience that i have i know what not yes. to do right 
But mm. instead of being yeah. ungrateful for them and seeing oh, how much money I lost in those businesses, now I've made, I think, four times, five times as much money from as much as I've lost. But then mm. that experience allowed me to make it. But also, not just make it in terms of business experience, it's that character building. I keep coming back to that, who you are as a person. Mm. Somebody can take all my wealth away today, but they can't take away my character. This is the reason mm. why I shared, like, you know, some, Sir Richard Branson, you can take away all his money, but and within within a couple of years he'll be back at the top. Why? Because you cannot take away his character, who he is, no. his mindset. You can you can strip away all the wealth from the right type of mindset. They'll re bring bring over twice as much. Yeah, you know it's it's that powerful, right? And life without challenges. Can you just even imagine? How life would be if it was just like perfect. So, <laughs> so I just even think about it sometimes. I'll say, what the heck? Like that would be so boring. But um, the challenge is it brings out something that needs to come out. And if we didn't have challenges, nothing would come out. So our creativity, all the gifts that we have g- been given, right? Reason, imagination, intuition, uh, memory, uh, right? Intuition, all these uh, perception, they are gifted because we have that control to make our experience here better and deal with those challenges as they come. Like you said, is being done for me, not to me. And that's the most powerful thing that, that uh, in this interview that I, I heard. So it's amazing. Uh, my next uh, question I wanted to ask you about calmness. For me, calmness is, uh, is, is a huge, huge component to this whole thing. Can you speak about calmness and how important it is for the growth of a business? Oh, I love that. I mean, I, I literally did a podcast on that. I think this this last uh, Monday, uh, Monday gone, mm-hmm. or oh, Tuesday, because Monday was Easter, I didn't do it. So, um, and, um, and I talk about that, you know, pause and you have to pause, reflect, and then re, you know, reassess where, you know, where you are. So calmness comes in two parts. One, when you are doing an act and things are not going your way, you have to be calm that, okay, if you're not calm, that means you're letting the outside world impact your internal world. Whereas when you're a creator being, when you're creating your life, a business, a life, whatever you are, you have to create from the inside out, which means yes. you have to be calm from the inside, even though there's chaos outside. So the calmness mm-hmm. is that way. So that's, that's the first element of calmness that most people talk about. The other one, which is not looked upon as much, which I talk about now because it's more relevant to me, and especially in the last, in the last 10 days when I was doing a lot of Ibadah, um, I, you know, I, I, I began to question certain things. So calmness also comes from realizing your life purpose. So as I mentioned in the beginning, my first goal was to create this financial abundance, not because, I mean, by the way, I only, the, the only thing I like for materialistically is cars. I'm a big fan of cars and Tesla and Bentley, you know what I mean? I'm a, I'm oh. a big, big <laughs> yeah, I love cars. But apart from that, I'm not, you know, gold. Which cars do you have? Um, I've only got the one at the moment, which is a Mercedes E300 hybrid, but nice. I am, yeah, but I, it's going to be um, Tesla and we're going to get Tesla and a Bentley. So those two are on my, on my list, but I have to ha- yeah, hit Tesla financial targets before we do that. Yes. But anyway, coming back to this point, uh, apart from those cars, which I will have, by the way, a string of them by the, and the, by the time you know I, I reach my targets, I have no other desires and I can live without those cars too. Like I'm not... They don't motivate me. I don't have to go and do the kind of work I do to be able to get there. The kind of life I want for my kids, I already have. The kind of the, the where I am at the moment is more than enough to be able to give my kids the kind of life I wanted. I've never thought I'm going to leave my kids billions because that's never been my intention because I want them to make their own money. So 
it, this question became it came to my mind quite a lot because I'm very very ambitious and I don't understand why and I kept thinking um yeah like why do you why do I have this thing why do I want this I and I'm not into my uh, fame I'm not into the power hungry thing if anything I'd rather be in the background I'd rather not be seen I'm seen because it needs to be done but it's not because I need it it's not because I crave it so I kept I started doing a lot of meditation so after the hajjud time I would what I would do is I read my I read uh, Isha do lots of prayers and then I would do read the hajjud and then I would go into meditative states I would meditate straight after the hajjud and you know, after making the war, I, 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 I would meditate. So between um, reading Tahajjud and, and Fajr time, um, having Sahur, it, I, it was literally, I would have half an hour, 45 minutes to do deep meditation work, which is, by the way, has been the best time ever to do meditation. So I, I went to meditate today and I kept asking for guidance. Why, why, why? And I had the one question. Now, I was very calm. So you, when you're, when you're meditating, you have to be, you have to really slow yourself down, calm down. I went with that calmness to divine energy to ask for guidance. Why do I, why do you, why do I have this desire? Why do I want it? I don't need to spend the money. Why am I asking for it? Why am I going for it? I couldn't figure it out for the life of me. I knew that there was a higher purpose. During these, one of these meditative states, I was given the full guidance as to what. I know exactly what I need to do, exactly why I want to do it, and exactly where I'm going to go. And fully being aware that my life, my my, you know, my my time on the planet, because remember, we all have finite time. I probably have another 30, 40 years max. That's it. Right? You know, looking probably on the other half of life left. So in that time, this is why I'm ambitious. This is what needs to be done. And this is it. That clear path was given to me, but it could not be given to me without the calmness. So you had to have calmness two ways. One, to initially create a life. And two, certainly, secondly, working out what it is you want to do. Because once you're at a particular you know, a point where food, shelter, car, money, kids taken care of, what do you want next? And what do you do next? And you lose your motivation at times. So calmness comes both. Does that make sense? Working out your purpose, first, creating a life. And secondly, which is probably the more important one, working out what is your life purpose. And we all have a purpose, Every and that frustration one. Every comes. One. Yeah, and the the frustration part, pr frustrating part is when people just don't know what that purpose is, and they keep chasing, 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 forcing, forcing, and it adds all that frustration, the depression, all that stuff. But if you kind of take a step back, you work on your mindset, you calm your mind, yeah. you start becoming more present in the present moment, start enjoying everything things that you would just not even care for before you 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 just enjoy them right even objects um and doing that more and more often you find yourself becoming more calmer right the mind starts relaxing and then with that calmness you're allowing that spiritual thoughts mm -hmm. you know and spiritual thoughts are intuition, in nature, spiritual, yeah. yeah 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 and I, it just flows right through and you start yeah. everything that I've done came to me that way. And I was like, wow, yeah. that's incredible. But if I was hyperactive on thinking and, and always trying to force and through my ego and trying to figure things out and trying to push, I wouldn't allow new things to come through because I would keep recycling what my experiences were in the past. 100%. I think a lot of the time, the second point is so important because we think I should go for this because everybody else is going for it. Yeah. I should go for a Comparison. Tesla. I asked, I was like talking about Tesla before Tesla became the new sexy thing to talk about. Cause I, I fell in love with, you know, the, the whole concept of Tesla, the electric car. Yes. Um, and obviously I like fast cars and it was, it was you know, anyway, the speed it's is amazing. Is, yeah. It's so fast. 
So I, that's what, and so you need to work out what you want, not what the society tells you you should have or yes. what people think you should have or what people expect you to have. And so if you start living your life from the inside out, getting in touch with yourself, calmness allows you to get in touch with your own deeper self. Now, I'm not mm. one of those people who has, um, I was when I was younger, I have to say, you know, designer, designer shoes and designer handbags and whatever else. Um, I'm not into that at the moment at all or into anything else designer wise. I don't have to be. And I, I wear like really, you know, clothes from, you know, normal shops. Like, and I've seen that Elon Musk does as well. You know, people are there they, and um, Mark Zuckerberg, they, they, do, they, they have no idea of, you know, the, the interest in, in designer stuff. I'm very much of the thing. I'm not really fussed about what people think I wear or don't wear. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not living up to anybody else's expectations. I'm living up to what I want to live up to. And if you don't have that sense of calm, you will not be in touch with your own true self. And if you don't have that, you cannot t- get in contact with divine energy to get you the inspiration. So, so everything true. I mentioned to you is tuning into your intuition. Intuition mm. um, is, it doesn't come as loud uh, noises. Everything outside you is loud noises. Intuition is small whisper it's literally you know feeling here and there it's and pointers bit, yeah it's, it's like pointers you know and, and and it's little whispers a little voice in your head you know do this i'll give you another example yesterday right in the middle of the day and i, I get this a lot because I, I i'm quite in tune in the middle Me of the day because we would we, we took it we took a day my, my my daughter went out we took another day off for another eve and i took it we took it off as well and uh, just so we can just have a, you know, some, some calmness with us family nice. together my daughter went out for to see her friend to a movie, and it's me, and my son. And um, we're there. I was, I was, oh, let's go for a walk. No idea why. And I thought, I want to go for a walk. So we, and then even then, we, we got out. I thought, which do we go left or we go right? Okay, toss coin. Okay, right. We just walked. And I'm not joking. We kind of walking and it ended up at a cricket club. And I had been thinking about cricket club both for both my kids, you know, for so oh, get nice. them involved. We ended up at our local cricket club. I had no idea it existed, by the way. I knew it off it. I didn't know where it was. We just ended up there by, by coincidence or, or, or was led there. Spoke to the people, found out, okay, and, and got both my kids enrolled out of, the, out of the blue. And there was no reason, but it's just that I need to go for a walk. I didn't know why, but I don't question anymore because I'm so calm. Yes. When I hear the little voice, I'm like, okay, let's do it. So it yes. meant my, my son's like, oh, mom, you have to change. I'm like, go get changed. Um, yeah. So we went out and it was a nice walk. It was a nice time spent together with my son. I obviously had an injury. He was my, my son was my injury. And he was, Mom, are Who you got an injury? To- Sorry. Oh, I had a, I had a major, uh, a quite major accident on, on a recent holiday to Turkey. Yeah, my oh, whole, no. my, the whole flesh around my knee came off and uh, my whole bone was exposed. But alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Now, oh, here's wow, the point. Of I'll, I'll share this. I'll, uh, I'll show you in terms of gratitude. This injury happened in the last 10 seconds of this ride. Uh, my son was driving and he drove all the way around, no issue. We were the last buggy. Everyone, there were about, about 30 other buggies and kind of thing, or more than mm-hmm, 40 mm-hmm. of them. They all went. No one had an issue. Our buggy went through this, this patch of sections. They were throwing form down to have entertainment or whatever thing. Because of the wet floor, the buggy skidded. I went and smashed into the, uh, to the concrete wall had impact because they didn't have seatbelts on the buggies and that's the reason why had oh, I, I went forward this metal thing You're went okay in um yeah i'm just telling you that the the injury was so severe it, it put my body into shock i went to shock and i i, I became unconscious and oh. i was taken to hospital i had about 20 stitches on my leg now when it comes to gratitude here's my gratitude not once did i think oh my god why did that happen 
My first thought was, where's my son? Is he okay? Ayan was, alhamdulillah, unharmed. He didn't get a scratch on him. Great. Um, I was the one who was injured. I'm like, okay, that's fine. The next point injury of gratitude was, thank God. Because when I, when I, I remember when I put my knee away, the metal, it, the metal thing on my knee, so I put my knee away. I remember thinking my knee's gone. I honestly thought my knee's gone. So when I came around and I realized my bone was intact, my bone didn't have any injury whatsoever. Alhamdulillah. Again, I was grateful. That's great. So great. This injury of mine, even though it's horrific and everyone sees it, I'm like, oh my God, it's so disgusting. Because literally the flesh has come off, the whole bone's exposed from my knee. But it is very horrific. I did not feel for a second that, oh, why did this happen to me? And poor me, and oh, it's for my holiday or what happened. I was so grateful my son was safe. And yeah. my knee was safe. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm fine now. So I just wanted it as a yeah. tangent now. So he was concerned that whether I'm able to walk enough to do the walk. But again, if you listen to inspiration, I had mm. been thinking about this, um, you know, getting them signed up to, because summer season starting now, this is a season for cricket, yeah. to join mm-hmm. the local cricket club. And I managed yeah. to find an ideal one for both where my daughter's uh, friends are there and my son as well. But this is, happens not once, multiple times if yes. you listen to that intuition, which, by Beautiful. the way, is not kept for some people. People think, oh, well, I don't have that. Every single person has yes. intuition. It's whether they listen to it or not mm. and whether they're in touch with it or not. Yes. You know, and it's so, so nice because once you start getting used to them, um, it's very important also to appreciate them like you mentioned, right? So when you see that pointer and you, you're noticing it, and when things just fall into place, is to really take a moment and really take that in, like be grateful, like you mentioned, thank you, even for the bad um, yeah. and the good. You were just, you were focused on that moment and taking that in is so important to appreciate it, right? Um, and, you know, we always like to ask our guests what their inner superpower is that got them to this point. I think the... I think there's this, this two things. One is my undividing faith in divine synergy. So my whole life as existence is in my, in my book. What I've shared with you since for the last six years has been one experience. But since I was a baby, I've had a roller coaster life. Uh, it's been a very interesting one. It's a whole mm-hmm. you know, biology series can be made on it, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but, but for those who don't know, is an in, in Indian company who makes Indian dramas. <laughs> I'm just saying that because I watch a lot of Bollywood, they could probably make a movie on my on my life. Um, yet uh, I, um, I I have always, always, always had a very, very close connection with device energy and been very, very. Um, had a very strong faith. That comes from my mother. My, I, I think it, it came from my mother, the way she's brought me up. So my faith has been one of my biggest superpowers that doesn't matter what happens to me, I never lose faith in divine synergy. I always... Good. So in, in, in our religion, say if you if you if something happens and it brings you closer to God, it's it's a it's a test from Allah. If it takes you away from God, it's a punishment. So I think I've been tested quite a bit. That's the first one. And second one is my uh, is my determination. I my tenacity. I, I I you know if you put me on a treadmill with somebody else, and I remember Will Smith said this. You know if you put me on a treadmill with somebody else, you're he's either gonna die in there or win. You know there's no one yep. who's coming up for the other guy. That's me. Mm. So I'm mm. I'm not just dyslexic. I'm severely dyslexic, and I didn't know this until my first year of law degree. And, and I still have got five A levels and I got amazing grades because I worked really mm. hard. I didn't know yeah. any better. So that work ethic that I developed as a young child has paid in dividends throughout my life. So I work 10 times harder than anyone else around me. And I will make sure that I, you know, the the things that are important to me, I will get them done. 
Whereas uh, somebody, somebody else can make an excuse, like I don't make excuses for, for my children. I do everything that needs to be done for them as well as mm-hmm. my work. I don't make excuses. I just do it. I just get on with it. Amazing. And so the superpower that I would have is one, faith, and two, hard work. And you combine faith with hard work, you can achieve anything. Yeah. With calmness. With calmness. Yes. So I don't hustle. I don't, I don't subscribe to the philosophy of someone like Gary Vee. Gary is amazing, by the way. I love him. I think yeah. he's amazing. Yeah. I, I, I just don't resonate with that philosophy. That hustle, 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 Effort. hustle. Yeah, it, it should be action, but it should be inspired action, and it should yes. not. It should be effortless. It should not be. Yes. It should not be forced. Like I do a lot of hours, but it's not forced. I enjoy what I do. I love yes. the work I do. The one thing I don't is my property business, but then I've I've delegated that. I've got agents to do that. Okay, so this you should be able to have your life in a way that's the ease and grace. Yes, of course you have to take action. You can't sit on a, on a meditation uh, meditation mat and you know do affirmations all day and expect a bundle of cash to fall into your lap. But you can take inspired action. Instead of hustling and doing 80% of the work, you can do 20% and get 80% of the results. Amazing. Perfect. You know, I want to, I really appreciate that you took the time to come on the show. Um, I know you mentioned real estate investments. Uh, we do have some amazing opportunities in Detroit. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but I mean, heard of the city, but heard of the actual real estate market there. You should research it. It's, um, it's very incredible for cash flowing, low mm. investment type properties, and you can grow and scale very easily. We have the whole setup, like property management, and everything. So it's turnkey, but you can keep adding and increasing your monthly income. Uh, that's a really, really good opportunity. I just wanted to let you know. Oh, um, you. And also, yeah, and also I appreciate um, you coming and taking the time out and coming on the show. I know you're busy. Such amazing information and audience. If anybody's, you guys are listening, and when we publish this episode in a, in a, in a, in a few months, um, you will see that goal is a uh, you know very open. Um, to helping, right? And that's what you need. You need that guidance. You need that mentorship. Um, You can easily do things on your own. Um, I've done my entire life on my own. I thought I knew everything. And it was was such a rough, 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 rough experience. Um, So I recommend if you're looking for advice, looking for help, reach out to Go. All our information will be shared. Um, You can also Google her, Gul Khan, K-H-A-N. And again, thank you so much again and please do keep in touch if you're ever in tron or anything um uh, you can you know meet the family and everything so uh please do keep in touch it'd be, it'd be a pleasure and thank you so much for having me and, and just let everybody know that i also do have my own podcast called money mindset with Golcon. so if they like what i say <laughs> come over to listen to money mindset with Golcon as well perfect yes please like if anybody in the audience you know it's all about podcast when we love podcasts and we like listening to this information that helps us Mm. Go for it, you know, add more people, right? Uh, and, and you can tell Gull has the, the correct direction, you know, she has the experience. Um, but yeah, so if she, uh, go to a podcast, I'm also going to check it out. Um, what is the name again? Sorry. Money. It's literally Money Mindset with Gull Khan. Go, perfect. Again, thank you so much and have a great day. I'm just going to stop recording and we could chat a couple seconds after. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.